Hello, welcome into episode 246 of Caitlin's Craft Collective. I'm Louise and uh, we might have the pod dog. I think we might even have the pod fly because there seems to be a blue bottle in this room. And today I have got a blather, the hello section, what to crack section and me, 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 me section because it's all about me, my podcast, get your own if you want to talk about you. Oh, and we will probably have tweet, tweet, tweet over the outside house martins because they've got a nest just above my window. So get your very cool drink or if you're summer cold, <laughs> lucky you, uh, your cup of tea, your dram. I'll let you know what pop crack's been in Caithness this past month. Now for the blather. Pride. I wanted to have an episode highlighting all the LGBTQT plus people in the crafting world. I was going to do this in June, which is Pride Month, but I've been a little bit lax in recording for one reason or another, so uh, I'm doing it in July. <laughs> Pride Month is June, and I find it quite an upbeat time. And I really, really loved watching people's coming out stories um, I would understand that it would be quite hard for some people to come out in from to be anything other than heterosexual so um, when they get accepted by whoever it is they're telling and totally like I wish you told me this sooner um, I always think it's quite a lovely video and I just wish everybody all the best if you've come out in the past month or well last month because that was pride but Sadly, there is still a lot of discrimination for those that aren't heterosexual. So, if you are anything other than heterosexual, pride. Be proud. Also, a person isn't just LGBTQT plus in June. A person is LGBTQT plus all the time. Isn't just June. Which is one of the reasons that I'm happy to do this in July. <laughs> that and I never... I don't actually think I ever spoke to you in June. Sorry. I hope that you had a good June. And the other is because I hadn't really done enough craft. I kept thinking, I haven't really done enough to talk about. So I'm going to talk about other people's crafts because there's loads and some of them are way, 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 way better than me. So I had thought at first I was going to focus on crafty friends who were openly LGBTQT+, but when I look just to double check at some that I thought were gay or lesbian or bi or trans or queer or whatever, a which is the plus. I th- couldn't find like confirmation, and I thought, well, certainly not my place here to give the wrong impression or out someone. I wouldn't want to do that. So I thought, no, don't do that, Louise. You're not going anywhere close to that. So I thought then I would focus on crafty friends who are. LGBTQ plus friendly and supportive. They may be or they may not be LGBTQ plus themselves, but they support Pride and not just in June, as some shops do just to jump on the bandwagon, as it were. So I like to count myself in the LGBTQ plus friendly ally wagon, but maybe not the bandwagon because I'm in July. First, I'm going to mention Franklin Habit. He has moved and he is in Paris now and if you don't follow Franklin Habits Instagram you really have to because he has style. 
He has a sense of humour and totally right up my street and I hope it is yours too. He's incredibly talented person and creator and if you've ever managed to get one of his workshops I am quite Kermit Green with envy. <laughs> Moving over to Madrid from Paris uh, we're coming to Brooklyn Boy Knits. He's only recently moved there and I hope that he is settling in well. He's a lovely role model for boys who want to knit and work or the fibre industry he goes and does or did in Brooklyn, New York. Um, talks and was very open and honest about his crafting. He has a YouTube channel which is instructional videos and that's quite cool and he just is a really really lovely person to follow on Instagram as well. And closer to home is Gamer Crafter who are yarn dyers and artists. Angie and Sarah are quite the team I really, really love their feed on Instagram and their shop. Um, Angie's quite the reels or TikTok-y type of person and I just think she's so awesome sometimes. She just I've got a lot of time for the way that they're comfortable in their own overalls because a lot of the time they're wearing overalls because they're dying and that's like, why not? You rock them overalls. And that's just what I think about Angie when I think about her. And obviously, her yarn is just gorgeous. They have the most, I'm going to say gorgeous again, palette of mini skein set in a rainbow palette for, for last month. Another yarn dyer who had some pride mini sets was the Knitting Goddess. And oof, her aesthetic was extremely good. Or is still extremely good if you go onto her shop just now and look at it. They have some wonderful self-striping sock yarn colours and have their BFL sock base in the various pride colours. So we've got non-binary in yellow and purple and white, bisexual in pinks and blues, asexual in white, black and purple, queer in white, purple and green, lesbian in pink, purple, white and orange. There is a colour palette here for everybody. Pansexual in pink, yellow and blue, Polysexual in pink, lime and blue. Trans in light blue, pink and white. And finally, one for me, I think. Straight ally in red, orange, yellow, green, blue. Violet, black and white. I really, really loved all the choices. Nice one, Joy. So a big shout out to the Knitting Goddess gang in Yorkshire. Now I'm thinking that you're going to need some patterns to knit and may I suggest knit boop who has a really bonny shawl called Prismatic, which is a triangular shape and would be perfect for those mini skeins. I have previously mentioned her Yeon sweater, which is sock weight and has a lace yoke, but is very, very pretty. Not but, is very, very pretty. Knitboop is currently hosting the Quiet Queers Craft Long, which is running until 1st of August, but if you don't want to do knit long, then She's created a directory of queer makes makers where you can go and support our queer maker friends. Thanks, Netboop. I will certainly must go and look these up because I love opening the table of Kithness Craft to new dyers or um, yarn friends who other people know and I've maybe not picked up on. I would like to mention Alex Creates. On Instagram. 
He is multi-talented and is a designer of crochet, knitwear and ceramics. He dyed his beard purple for pride and blue as well. So he's just got this great sense of fun about him. And he knows it's quite sad because somebody stole his bike, which I thought was quite sad. He's definitely a really good follow on Instagram though. I love his aesthetic. There are many, 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 many more people to mention. So it's been quite hard to narrow it down just for one episode. I can't really keep splatting on too long because I could go on and on and on. Yes, you know I could, couldn't you? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to finish with this last but not least podcaster who is very much a supporter of LGBTQT plus and this is Katie Bean of the Green Bean podcast and um, for dog Jack. <laughs> I actually love Katie too, she's pretty cool. So if you wanted to while away some inspiring hours and you've never watched it before, do 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 go and look on her video podcast on YouTube, purchase some of her fanzines and patterns and her artwork. Now my mission here was to uplift and encourage our crafty friends in the LGBTQT plus community. I have very many chairs at my table for you, so pull up your chair of choice and enhance our crafty life. And for us who are not LGBTQT plus but have relations or friends or acquaintance or just want to be an ally, I encourage you to remain a straight ally. Well, you don't have to be straight, you can be whatever you want, but be an ally. We are only a true friend if we support you wherever you are, especially if you're not there to defend yourself. The people I've mentioned today will give you hours of inspiration, so I feel like I have pointed you in their direction suitably. Go, on you go, go and find them. Only after you listen to me, you may pause me and then come back, but you, I really recommend you follow all these lovely people. Hello section. Uh, hello to been with me for a while now, been with me forever listeners and new to me listeners. I've still not got that right. I must look that back up what I used to say. I very much appreciate you tuning in and listening to me splaff on. Uh, hello to Lisa as in Turbo Gal Lisa. Thank you for the letter. It's much appreciated. Uh, uh, get well soon to the lovely Nora. She's broken her elbow. Poor Nora, my poor, poor wee pal. I hope that you are recovering very quickly. That's a, not a good break, that one. Hello to Sally Backyard, Jolly Jelly Jelly Bean, Jules Ferguson and Twinsy Ella. Oh, and Twinsy Jan, because you can't have one without the other. Well, you can, because I've seen it, but it's more fun when there's two of them. I send you all a nice, cool Caithness breeze, a drink of your choice, your feet in the rock pool where it was pretty cold and there was crabs today. I was thinking I'll be a bit braver. I'll maybe go in a bit further today. And because like, you know, the Kraken, the Kraken lives in, in the rock pool. The rock pool that is really only up to Richard's chest when he's totally standing in the deepest part. There's quite shallow bits of it too but um, there's lots of seaweed and I can't see what's touching my feet so I don't like it and Jaws lives in there so um, I was like no I'll, 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 go, I'll go in a bit and Daisy says look there's a bit there you can sit there and you can see which she promptly did 
And I was like, okay. So I sat sort of close to her. And then I moved around a bit and then one of them went, there's a crab. And uh, Richard went, ow, there is a crab. And then Daisy went, there's a crab, there's a crab. So I found another crab. This crab was not even the size of my hand and I've got little hands. And this thing was giving it lally. It nipped his fi- feet, it nipped his fingers and then it tried to nip everywhere else. <laughs> the whole time I'm like, careful, careful. <laughs> this poor crab, it was just defending itself. So um, there are crabs in the rock pool and then Richard says it's like genial crabious because it's got eight legs. That's a general grievous thing. His favourite is general grievous. If you're a Star Wars fan, yes, you might get that. Over and above, never mind. <laughs> so I'm sending you that nonsense from the rock pool tonight, which was nice and cool. There was a cool breeze. It was lovely. You would you would have really enjoyed it. So if you're too hot, then that's what you're getting. Hello to you on the bus or the train or your commute home from work. I really, really hope that you're cool. A special... Of course you're cool. You're too cool for school. But a special hello to you who is knitting or sewing or crocheting or any kind of crafting. What to crack? Last I spoke to you, I was about to go and see Andrea Bocelli. And uh, I did. It was uh, wonderful. I ended up staying with my wonderful friend Maury at the end because, um, I don't know how, but I mentioned I was going down and she says, where are you staying? And I says, oh, I was just going to go down and back. I said, oh, you can't do that. Come stay with me. I says, but I've got my mum. She says, take your mum. So um, she got mum time too. And I think mum and her might just move in together and, you know, they've had such a lovely time. <laughs> but I think they enjoyed each other's company as well. My friend Maury is just the bestest of bestest friends. Thank you, Maury. I know she doesn't listen, but if any of you listen, tell her I said so. Um, she's just a glorious, glorious host. And the concert itself was extremely good. Andrea has a magnificent voice and stage presence. Also playing was Nicola Vendetti, and she was also magnificent. If you're a fan of either and they are coming your way, try and get tickets. They will not disappoint. Really, really good. I had such a moment. I was sitting there in the stadium, sitting with my mum, listening to him opera, and I'm thinking, oh, my mum is so enjoying this. He's got such a beautiful voice. This is good. And it, as you say, it didn't rain, but it did a little bit. And we were outside. But, yeah, really, really good. But on that day when I went down um, in Drumdadrocha, which isn't far from where I was, I was, was the first Highland Meet the Makers day. I was extremely tempted to go down early, but um, I didn't. There was a really good line of yarn sellers of Ripple's Craft, etc., uh, the next one is on the 25th of August and I think it would be a really good day out if you were in the vicinity. I heard today, uh, I can't meet the Perth Yarn Fest now. Mm. Richard's been waiting on a date for a medical procedure and it's now on the Monday the 12th in Aberdeen. So I can't do both, I'm afraid. I will, however, do lots of woo Perth and the build-up. 
So, Perth Yarn Fest is on the 10th and 11th of September in the Dewar Centre in Perth. I can recommend this is a really good venue and when I was there, the canteen part was stupendous. Um, the tickets are now out and as <laughs> as Eva's put, run, don't walk for the tickets. I think they're selling out quite well. So I know that somebody is extremely good that will be vending there. I'm not 100% sure if she has been allowed to publicise that she is yet because I think you're getting drip fried just now who's actually vending. So far, excellent vendor list. Um, I'm green, Kermit Green with envy again but um, this medical thing has been a long time waiting for <laughs> anybody who's been waiting for medical things knows and you have to go when you have to go also coming up a Bannockburn um, in Stirling and this is going to be at Bannockburn House on the 6th and 7th of August and it's got 25 quite good quality vendors lined up and then in October will be the Glasgow School of Yarn on the 29th and 30th of October. So I think we're getting quite spoilt in Scotland. So there's lots of lovely shows coming up for us in Scotland. Now, currently the UK is suffering from an extreme heatwave. Up here in the north, northest of North Mainland is a tropical 21 degrees, which is actually <laughs> quite hot for here. But as you go down the country, it gets hotter and hotter and then you are supposed to hit 41 in London. Now, as other countries will testify, that's quite hot. But UK is really not built for this kind of heat. Um, we're built for a more temperate heat. We're not built for extremes or infrastructure isn't anyway. So things melt or things just don't work and... Um, it's not very good and we don't have proper air conditioning in everybody's houses. So I hope that you're not suffering too much down south listeners. Keep hydrated, keep out the sun. Please be sensible and enjoy the sun relenting storms on Wednesday. Please be careful of the storm water afterwards though. <laughs> oh dear, it's not very fun is it? I was going to rant about the abortion laws in the USA but other than saying fight that one USA peeps. I'm not. You already know my views on abortion anyway. I'm pro-choice of being able to have an abortion. This is not just aimed at you anyway. USA, Poland and the other countries that have gone back to the 1950s. You could really do with sorting that out. Uh, last episode I mentioned Bird Shazam and uh, it was mentioned by a couple of people Bird Merlin. The app Merlin um, this does the same type of bird identification from recording its sounds and f having used it for the past month I would agree it is actually better than the bird nerd. Doesn't sound quite as cool, bird Merlin, bird m nerd. But um, I've had some quite good fun just standing outside getting eaten by midges and um, trying to see how many birdies that it will pick up and what I like about this one is it does a recording and you can see the sound notes of the way that the birds are. Now, I found out relatively recently that all birds have different sounds so that they're all in the spectrum somewhere, which 
were so obvious I didn't think about it before but it makes sense that if you've got a baritone bird two baritone board birds the species might get a bit confused it's like uh, listening to Jesse singing thinking oh there's another fellow baritone bird what kind of bird are they again let's call them parents because I can't remember the name of them there's some waders that you see in the spring watch every year Bootins or big big ugly things so Jesse's like oh I'm hearing Barry singing because Barry White's got a deep voice excellent there's my mate and then she sort of flies over and finds not Barry but Duncan and Duncan is not the same type of birdie as her so this is kind of why they don't all have the same sounds or songs you know it's dead obvious when you think about it Louise so it shows you all the different uh, trills and songs and calls and it records it and then when it's doing this you can listen to it and see the sound waves at the same time and it flashes on the first of it identifies them so say common house martin and then it'll be uh eurasia rain i don't know why it doesn't call it jenny rain because we're all we all know that they're called jenny rains don't we and then when you hear the house martin singing it'll flash that one in yellow and i quite like that because you're like is that and it will come up with it now the bird that i had been listening to and wanted to identify it turns out it was a blackbird because I heard it again and I was like, that's the same song. And lo and behold, it was a, bird, a blackbird. So I'm on the blackbirds. So I've taken it my phone. I looked really sad. I looked like I was looking for Pokemon. <laughs> I was looking at my phone as I was walking, trying to catch the sound. Um, and I was down at the harbour and we've got quite a decent selection of birds down there. And it was really, really cool to be able to identify them quickly from their sound. Even you couldn't actually see the bird, but you can hear them. So um, I've really, really enjoyed having this app, and I totally recommend it if you haven't used it before. Ah, right. Yesterday I was looking for the blue butterflies that we get July down on my walk down the harbour, and um, lo and behold they weren't there. I have seen them so I know that they're about but I saw these other mothy looking bee things and I was what's that? What's, it looks like a bee but it's not, it's got pink wings. I thought it must be a moth of some kind. And so I asked my friends on Facebook and the lovely Nick of Yarns from the Plain came up with the website of butterfly-conservation.org forward slash moths and you can identify moths from putting in what colours or what size they are and it gives you some suggestions and I thought that was quite cool um, and then somebody else suggested that it was a hummingbird moth there was some scene in uh, Keithness recently and it possibly could have been and then somebody else suggested that it could have been a six spot burnet moth and I did see one again today and it had quite pink wings but very very fast hummingbirdish and it was just that little bit too far away to get proper video and proper identification on it but i'm all over the wildlife just now it's great and then richard and daisy came home from where they'd been and told me they'd seen a red squirrel so I was, oh cool i didn't see a red squirrel However,
section. I said previously that I haven't really done an awful lot of crafting. Part of this is because we've been away on holiday for a few days in a caravan. We went near Inverness. I'll not worry too much about that, but we went to that Black Isle and that is the north part of the bit that is north of Inverness and we sort of went for a drive round it and I hadn't properly gone all the way to the end to Cromarty before and it gives you a different view of the Cromarty Firth because you've seen it from the south as opposed to from the north so it was quite good and found a cheese shop a shop that just sold cheese and of course <laughs> I'm a cheese lover and I went in and we had some lovely cheese and there's some nice little shobbies there if you ever fancied a wee uh, run in a car if you're in the Inverness area. Obviously you have to take a mortgage out just now to pay for your petrol. But um, then we came back via um, Fortrose and Chancery Point um, and there's often dolphins at this edge because the tide turns and the dolphins go well this is a good feeding ground so we'll just stay here so we turtled down because I wanted to look at the campsites that are at the Fortros because there's actually two one's a caravan and camping site and the other one's just a normal campsite and we had thought about staying there but we ended up near Inverness at Boncru which is a very very good campsite now it's not as modernly facilitated as the Clachtoll campsite, but it's really, really lovely and relaxed. Not that Clachtoll wasn't, but it's quite spread out and it just really, really enjoyed it. It was a good campsite to stay I um, love campsite life, just watching people coming in, coming and going, and then making new stories, and it was good. So anyway, I have to say, we went down Chancery Point, Roger says, I thought Chancery Point was over the other side. I says, no, no, that was Fort George. <laughs> and he went, oh, right, okay. And then Sandy goes, can we go to Fort George? He says, oh, we've run out of time. So we goes down. Oh, this is where you see the dolphins. And he went, oh, we'll just go down, do a, t- a turn in the roundabout and come back again. See, we've seen it. They see dolphins all the time. You know, they're not orcas. And then we saw somebody pointing. Stop the car, get out the car. It was never a nice day, it has to be said. So we're like, there's a dolphin but Daisy went not seeing it and then there was three or four dolphins went here we are big dolphin looking dolphins dolphins are very much I'm a dolphin and um, we all went oh there's dolphins selfie right back to the car (laughs) I wouldn't say we were underwhelmed but it was near an orca and I'm spoiled now but uh, no, it was still, it was generally cool. So uh, then we went back to the Asian supermarket in Inverness and bought all the noodles and all the Korean stuff. So I um, really, really enjoyed cooking out of that. First time I've ever actually made it into an Asian supermarket recently. I know I was in one years ago, but I had no clue what I was doing then. I think I bought jasmine tea. That was it because I was so ignorant and this time I was like oh right all the herbs um, all the spices good prices all the noodles yeah didn't buy frozen stuff because we weren't going home that day so next time I'm going to be like I'm going to buy all the frozen stuff I just can't wait so um, yeah we were away and I did take my knitting and I did a little bit of it but we mainly played cards 
<laughs> I taught them how to play gin rummy. And we were playing pontoon. But I have to count in that. And I was getting a bit... Oh, I can't remember how you count to 19. I can count, right? But I'm not very good at counting under pressure. <laughs> I think this is the trick. <laughs> they were sub- deciding what the rules were. And I'm thinking, that's not the way I used to play it. But it was just the rules that we agreed on. So um, it was quite good fun. But I enjoyed the camping in the campsite and we were lucky with the weather. Uh, all right, where was I? <laughs> we're totally off script there. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm splaffing. Right, I mainly worked on my sock this month, which is a West Yorkshire Spinners sock yarn. And I looked up the name of the colourway this time. Winter Icicle. It made me feel slightly cold. Does it make you feel slightly cold? You're welcome. And it's the wrong side of the year for here. I'm sorry if you are uh, down, down south and you are actually cold. I'm using the vanilla pattern from Anne Bud's Book of Socks because I know how to do it and I'm too lazy to do a pattern. I picked up the gusset and now I'm decreasing that and then I'll just march on. I did take this back out the last time I was speaking to you and then picked it back up again and I took out a couple of stitches because I started with 64 and it just was too much. So socks are a to me. They're, I mean, I think sort of a small project bag. It's always good to have something for travelling, good that you can grab and go. Um, it's kind of good for summer. It's lightweight and it's not too hot so I'm going to sit in your lap. Because I bet my bottom dollar that there's one of you sitting knitting on a jumper and it's so hot and you're like what am I doing? Why am I doing this? You don't need that jumper for a while and yes I know that you just want it finished and out the way and it finished. Give yourself this week off. This week will make no difference. Mark down on the pattern where you are and walk away from it. You do not need that extra heat in your lap my friend. You need cotton or it's little and it's not going to sit in your lap. Laura Nelkin had some really lovely little knitted and beaded um, bracelets that she's doing just now. I think she does them in a kit. I think that that is your project to go on just now. Or a wee headband. You know, you don't even need to wear it. In fact, you might not even want to touch wool this week or even think about it. But it's not that hot here, so I was okay. I'm quite happy sitting knitting. I'll do it for you. I'll take it for the team. Just this week, and then you're on your own, okay? I was wondering to myself, why am I still not back and knitting all the things? Because I've still got the Severine and I've still got the Covinta. I was going to say Corsentina, but that's not right either. Uh, Covinta, that's probably not how you say it. The crochet cardigan begins with C. I was telling you about the last episode. I'm going to say Covintina. Possibly not. Um, Anyway, it's the Roman goddess of Wales. So, <laughs> I haven't touched either of them, I think. I actually did take my Severine away with me. There's a lovely space in the caravan for my bag. Um, I took a book. Susan Dolph, the lovely Susan Dolph, sent me a book. It's really quite a good book. So I took this with the knitting, the Severine cardigan, Tim on its holidays, didn't even open it in the bag. 
it came home and I thought, what did I do that for? But I did take out the noun. Now, when I was in Inverness with my lovely friend Maury, we were talking about habits and she had said that she used to go to the gym without fail every morning. She would get up at six. She would go to the gym and then at some point during the day, she would read for 15 minutes and the reading for 15 minutes was her treat. And then lockdown came and she couldn't go to the gym because it was shut. She had a bit of cycling, but she had more time to read because she didn't have her commute and um, etc. So reading became her habit. Now I was like, that's not actually the worst habit that you could have, Murray. She says, no, but I'm not as fit as I used to be. I says, that's true. And, and then I says, but remember that if you do something every day for is it 21 days then it becomes a habit again and you just got to force yourself to do that and, I says, and it's like the dopamine so I'm sitting on my phone playing Disney emoji or whatever it is I'm doing and that's me getting my dopamine and if I don't get it done because I get daily daily coins I get grumpy and it's the dopamine fix <laughs> and I thought that's why I don't have the dopamine fix about knitting anymore because when lockdown started, I couldn't concentrate enough to do proper knitting and I just got out of the way of it. So I'm trying to get myself back into the 21 days of working on my socks. And I have been and I'm getting through them. Now I know that I can make a pair of socks in two weeks. However, I don't think I'll actually be wearing socks in two weeks so I'm not forcing myself to do them and I don't have a deadline on them. I started using Christmas and I'm quite happy that if I don't finish them until Christmas this year it's fine but I would like to be back into the habit of knitting every day to be productive so and also getting through my stuff because I was upstairs ironing um, and I was looking at the pink yarn I bought from Ripplescraft in October and I was like, oh, I love that. I want to make something with that. What was I going to make with that? And then I'm like, I can't remember now. Oh, the breathing space from Vera Valamaki. Why am I not doing that? So I kind of rummaged a wee bit and I moved stuff and then I opened a bag and went, oh, that's why, because I'm going to make the coiled magenta by Carl Feller first. Right. And then I thought, I haven't printed off that pattern yet and shuffled the bag shut and walked away. And then looked down and thought, oh, there's a drops pattern here that I've got this drops yarn for that I'm going to make. Why am I not doing that? Oh, because the needle is on my savoury. But if I crack on with these socks, then I think that's like a step forward. But it's not an awful lot to talk to you about, listeners. So that's why I'm kind of trying to find other things and also the delay. So I'm afraid that you're uh, losing out on Louise laughing on about grafting all the time. I did do stuff in sewing. Um, you love this. Lavender pouches. <laughs> I know, you thought I'd made that skirt I was talking about. Well, I pulled it out. Oh, my mum didn't come up because... I can't remember why. I don't think she was feeling well. Oh, that was it. She didn't feel well. Um, and... So we never did it, but then she came up again because of something else and we didn't have time to do it, but I made her look at it and she says, yes, you can do that, but I've just, I don't know why. Oh, we went holding, that was it. So I haven't got to that yet, but I really should. However, when we were in the caravan, we found 
the evidence of moths. I was raging. So I've made loads of lavender pouches and thrown them all over the caravan. Um, and I'm basically just using tiny bits of scrap that are no use to man or beast. Haha, <laughs> they won't be used to you beasts because moths don't like lavender. So we've got lavender in the polytunnel and we dried some out and I used that. I'm quite smug with myself and I really quite enjoy just using up bits of fabric and there's one bit that I got from Maleski Knits and it was a huge piece of fabric at the start of it and now it's just a tiny little square and it's got lavender in it and every time I open one of the drawers in the caravan I'll think of lovely mail. The only thing is when you're making lavender pouches they make you quite sleepy because lavender just does. <laughs> Another thing I was doing was my friend was over from New Zealand seeing her mother and she got a beautiful quilt crocheted by her friend in New Zealand for her mum. So she asked if I could make a label from it and so I got one printed out and then sewed it on. Um, <laughs> it was sewing. <laughs> and then on Saturday I was at the Keithness Agricultural County Show. And they had the industrial tent and the Women's Rural Institute tent, the SWRI. And in both of these, they had the most wonderful shows of people's work. Uh, so I went and took some photographs. I've put them on Instagram feed so you can have a wee look. Um, there's a couple of feral hats because I think that the... the, the the WRI have a competition between the different places of the WRI. There's like, um, they're not clubs, but they're different villages. So they have like Dunnet and uh, Holkirk, I think, and Sea Livestar. They're different villages around the county and they have their own WRI area there. So they have a competition between them and they have to do um, so many items and then they get uh, so many points and it adds up and then one of the villages WRIs wins to be honest I don't know who did win because uh, and didn't pay enough attention but they have to make certain items and they all have to make them so there was say there was five WRIs in there and they had to make a fair isle hat and I think that they were all given the same pattern because it did notice that they all seemed to be the same. So, Because first of all, I thought, oh, they've all made the, the Shetland Will Week hat. But no, they've not, because I think that it, they probably got given this a wee while ago. So um, it was interesting to see their coloured choices. I had to stop myself from judging things. <laughs> because, oh my goodness, to be a judge, you have to be very pernickety and well, know your stuff. Um, but... I was looking at it from, oh, isn't that wonderful? Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, my goodness, the amount of work that went into that. I was a little bit sad because um, it always reminds me of Lorna Bruce, who sadly passed away a few years ago now. And I met her in the WRI um, tent years ago when Sandy was two. And um, they were she was making pancakes and Sandy. <laughs> Because Sandy was two, she was feeding him the pancakes. I think he had about six. So it just it made me sad of her friends that have passed on a little bit. So maybe that's why I didn't know who won. But I did enjoy looking at them. Um, 
took some photographs, you hopefully will enjoy them too. Um, I didn't even know what won the best exhibit because I was by myself in them tents. I don't know if it's because I didn't have somebody to discuss it with or there was people in my way, I don't know. So I don't know what won best exhibit but there was a lot of good work on show. The charity uh, category was Teddies for Tragedies so there was a lot of lovely teddies that had been knitted and would be given away. Um, there was a crocheted scarf and my favourite in the whole exhibition was the fox scarf. It has a, a fox head at the end of it and it was done in orangey foxy colours and I thought oh, I like that. Maybe the farmers didn't. Maybe the farmers are like no you can't have them foxes they're bad for the sheep. But um, I just thought it was quite fun. I never looked at how well it was made as a in comparison to the other ones so that's maybe part of the judging that I didn't want to be part of. So uh, the flower show was lovely and uh, I quite enjoyed that. I liked seeing people that I hadn't seen for a while and it was really really busy which was one way Covid was probably enjoying itself but in another way it was so nice that everybody was there. Um, when we were standing in the queue the wife in front of me goes it's quite exciting we've not had this for three years and I was like yeah I know. So um, the queues were huge. I'm not used to queuing in Keithness like this. But they had the uh, horse show going on when I came in and my neighbour Eliza, who is a Shetland pony who lives, and I can see her just now, she's in the field in front of me. Um, she was getting sh shown. She won her class. She has a few ribbons and um, then she was in sort of all the other classes that come together but she didn't win the best horse to me she is the best horse because she's my new she looks like a My Little Pony she's very lovely and she'll come over and if you want to pet her nose she'll have it petted she's a nice sort of she's got a nice nature to her so it was quite nice and I didn't see any of the sheep the animals were a bit further off than where I was wandering around by myself. Um, Sandy did with he went he's with his friends and uh, one of my friends May Blue Texels they won. Um, they've got really lovely sheep actually so if you ever want some Blue Texel yarn or fleece um, contact me because I know where you can get some or look them up on Facebook because they're on there. So the county show was dry, it was busy, it was good. Hopefully they've raised loads of money and they'll have it again next year. So, um, don't know what's coming up. Hopefully, apart from all the shows that I mentioned, for me, I'm going to do some more on my sock tomorrow. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Listeners, stay cool, because you are cool and the gang. Keep on crafting when it's cool enough for you and hold your neck and close as lovely Paula would say. Keep on crafting. <laughs>